Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, the unexpected prayer. The last words of a dying person are guarded in memory by the loved ones who were close by to hear them. The same is true of Jesus Christ as he hung on a cross suffering agony until he expired some six hours later. During those several hours suspended on a cross, he uttered seven sayings or words that have special meaning because of who he is and the circumstances of his death. Today we will consider the first of these seven sayings as it is found in Luke 23, verses 32 through 38. Listen to the word of God. Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. He is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. Actually, both Jesus' first and last words from the cross are a prayer to the Father. He utters this first prayer after the soldiers have finished nailing him to the cross and lifting him up to die. Once the shock has subsided, he hangs in silence. Then his lips begin to move, and his voice carried down to the soldiers and to his mother and his friend that were at the foot of the tree. It would not be unusual for a person being put to death to speak. However, these words were totally unexpected. They express what the shedding of Jesus' blood is all about. The wages of sin is death. That is, what sin pays us is death. Death in all of its dimensions. And the scripture says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Jesus said at the last supper, when he instituted the Lord's Supper, the new covenant sign, to his disciples, take and drink. This cup is the blood of the new covenant shed for the forgiveness of the sins of many. Behold, the man speaks. What is he saying? He is not cursing. It is not the cursing of the other prisoners. He is uttering a prayer. He is asking forgiveness for the ones who just fastened him with great contempt and force to the wood and plunged him into the prepared hole. Father, forgive them because they do not know what they do. Now later, a hater of Jesus of Nazareth who turned into a passionate lover of him will write about these men and the whole action of people involved in his crucifixion. Paul writes, We do not speak the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden 
and the God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and following NIV. In this prayer of Jesus, we see the fulfillment of prophecy. Isaiah had foretold that the suffering servant would make intercession for the transgressor in Isaiah 53, verse 12. And here Jesus makes that intercession. This is fulfillment of that prophecy. This is not his intercession in heaven for his own, as we see in Hebrews 7.25. But this is his gracious act at the time of his crucifixion for those who were his enemies. He made intercession for the transgressors. He thought of his murderers. Now, in his ministry, Jesus had forgiven sinners directly. And when he done so, the critics have said, how is he saying to this man, your sins be forgiven, for no one but God can forgive sins. And they understood that in so doing, Jesus was making an indirect claim of being God. But now Jesus does not do that. But he prays to the Father for their forgiveness. Why this change? Well, forgiveness is a divine prerogative. And he is incarnate deity. But now he asks the Father. At this moment, he is totally identified with us in our state. He is one with us. He is no longer in the place of authority, but he has humbled himself even to the point of death on the cross as a transgressor, as one reckoned as a sinner. Paul later writes in 2 Corinthians 5, God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us. The Son of Man, our substitute, one identified with his people. As a suppliant, he is looking to the Father for his mercy and forgiveness for his executioners. In the lives of these soldiers, we see the guilt and the blindness of sinners. In the Savior's cross, we see the only ground for the forgiveness of sin in the blood of the innocent man who is also God. He is paying the price of forgiveness so that God can be both just and gracious. Paul writes in Romans 3.21 and following, Now apart from the law, a righteousness of God has been revealed, being testified by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all those who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God sent to be an atoning sacrifice through faith in his blood, for a demonstration of his righteousness through the passing over of prior sins in God's forbearance to demonstrate his righteousness at this present time, that he might himself be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So this prayer of Jesus 
on the cross that is uttered. It's not a prayer of general forgiveness for all. It's not a prayer of forgiveness for all people. It is an intercession for the transgressors who are at his feet, who are fulfilling the prophetic word. Did God answer this prayer? It is a request for God to show his divine right in forgiveness. When the day begins to fade and the man on the tree dies, the centurion who stood facing him, who had earlier also mocked him, saw that in this way he breathed his last, and he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. What about you? Do you realize that Jesus, the Christ, is the innocent one, the one innocent from all sin, the sinless, pure, righteous, holy Son of God, Son of Man, and yet who in his own body on the tree bore the sins of his people. Have you confessed with both heart and life, truly Jesus is the Son of God? If not, behold, the man on the cross, hear his prayer, and call out to the Father, Father, have mercy on me. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, remember the words of Jesus that he spoke to the Father from the cross.